Okay, everybody, we are back. First episode of the Figure It Out podcast in the year 2022. And it can't start off any better than this with a victory Monday. The Kansas City Chiefs go on the road to divisional foe and rival the Denver Broncos and take the game 28-24. What just just loss of words from this game. Um, A little stagnant at times, but, you know, this game uh, ends up being one of the best games of the weekend, given what happens. And we'll get into all that. But before we really get into the game, we got our boy Johnny Rowe on the podcast today. Johnny, happy new year to you, brother. Been a long time. Glad to have you back on the pod, huh? Hey, what's up, Chandler? Yeah, happy new year to you too, man. And a uh, little hiatus for the Figure It Out uh, Monday crew. But hey, we're back for the best time of year. Now the real season starts. It's the postseason. And as Chiefs fans, we have grown all too accustomed to the playoff lifestyle. Hey, before we get into all this, I t- actually wanted to like see if you've done this. I actually, I took a moment recently to like, I think it was this morning to like appreciate the success and the run that we're in right now as Chiefs fans. Cause like not too long ago, man. And and I'm thinking about all this stuff because uh, we saw today was a tough day uh, for some guys jobs uh, in the league. Mike, uh, the Vikings and Mike Zimmer parted ways, the bears and Matt Nagy parted ways along with uh, Ryan Pace, their GM. I believe the, the Vikings GM was also, uh, related of his duties, Brian Flores in Miami, Vic Fangio in Denver. Of course, we saw Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, um, it, we not long ago as Chiefs fans were in what is called football hell, right? Like where it's just uh, ineptitude. Uh, you got a couple maybe decent players on your roster whose careers are just ruined because of your uh, malfeasance as an organization. And uh, uh, it's it, it, it it's just nice to take a moment to take a step back and realize just like, man, hey, we've got Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Ty, you know, a, a defense that looks good. And we're in the playoffs again. I mean, Mahomes, since he's been the starter, has either been the one or the two seed in the postseason. Yeah. And the guy's 26 <clears throat> years old. So it's just we there'll be a time. I hope it not anytime soon, but there'll be a time where the chiefs aren't this good again. And it just is good to be in this moment, realizing um, where we are. And with that Chandler, I mean, it was an awesome game against Denver. Chiefs have now beaten Denver 13 straight times. That's right. The the Broncos haven't beaten the chiefs in seven years. And um, the Broncos, like I said, fired Vic Fangio and they uh, can't get it right at quarterback. And um, you know, the, 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 the Broncos are a good team, like fundamentally, and like their, their foundation is good. They've got some good players. They just can't figure it out at quarterback, figure it out podcast. And, um, you know, the, the Andy Reid has now been the Chiefs coach since 2013. It's like going on nine years. In that same span where the Chiefs have only had Andy Reid as their head coach, the Broncos now are conducting their fifth head coaching search. The Broncos are looking for their fifth head coach in the time span that Andy Reid has been the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they haven't beaten them 13 straight times. So it's just, um, yeah, let's dive into it, man. What an awesome game. Yeah, I want a quick Denver stat as well to go along with that coach's uh, streak. I think they have, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm not going to say it. So I'm going to say more than a handful. So open for interpretation, but more than a handful of quarterback starters within that span while the Chiefs have had, what, two since 13? Yeah, uh, Alex could, Smith and Henny, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Chad hitting a couple spot starts. Didn't Matt Moore have a couple spot starts? But you get our point. It, it, it's been just an absolute consistent franchise. And that just, I think it, it, you know, it alludes more to the head coach, really. I know that we talk about some of his in-game things with penalties and, and clock management and things like that. And that's just a human. But you can just tell how consistent he is because this doesn't happen around the league. And we see it more and more this year. But we'll put that to bed. Great points. Chiefs right now live in the moment because it is the playoffs. Uh, before we dive into that, like Johnny said, let's break down the game real fast. Kind of a weird game, in my opinion, Johnny. Um, I mean, you knew – you just had to know going in, um, even over this 13 uh, this thirteen game winning streak against Denver, um, I can really only remember a few – uh, blowouts. I mean, Denver is always going to play you tough. Your division is always going to play you tough. Um, and you knew that they were going to have a good game plan coming in. Actually, say something about the Broncos. I was very surprised with uh, how well they fought. And I think that also kind of says what maybe what kind of a person Vic Fangio is, because I think everybody knew the writing was on the wall if they lost that he was going to get fired. But credit to Denver, they fought us tooth and nail. And quite frankly, it was a playoff atmosphere. I mean, both teams uh, were fired up. Uh, the crowd looked like it was rocking for a, for a place that had no playoff aspirations or, or even a good season. Um, so I think it's a good test for when the Chiefs, you know, as of right now, we're going to have to go on the road to win the AFC championship game. So I think games like this, uh, before we have two games, hopefully at least, Coming up at home, it's a big, big deal to get that experience under your belt. Uh, Tyreek Hill didn't play, which, Johnny, um, I'm not going to say that it happened on that stupid fucking <laughs> pregame warm-up with McCole Hardman playing defense on Tyreek Hill, but you see this video pregame surface, and all of a sudden he's not playing after having practiced all week, no injury report all week, and all of a sudden – his heels hurting him. So I'm not going to sit here and, and tell Tyreek how to warm up, but dude, you're lucky this happened during the season because if it happens in the playoffs, that could cost you a season right there. So let's get that out of our system. But a um, little inconsistent from the offense and, and the defense pretty much dominated for three quarters, Johnny. I want, let's, let's start with the defense first. What was your take on the defense? Because um, they ultimately won the game but they kept Denver in the game for quite some time. Yeah, defense was worrying me at first. And now I think, look, I'm not going to accuse. It, it's hard to accuse professionals, especially in a game this violent. And, and, and look, these, like, these guys are prideful guys. I mean, this shit means a lot to them. So I don't really want to accuse them of, like, not showing up. But there definitely was maybe a, a lower energy. I don't want to say lifeless, but it seemed like, um, I don't know, week 18, at Denver, it's kind of cold. You already are in the playoffs. Like, you should win. There in air. Other, yeah, there are other. Yeah, altitude. There are other. Um, I mean, it's easier to get up for other games than that one. Okay, like, let's be honest. But, I mean, that's not nothing against the Chiefs. But it showed. It showed for a while. And um, it took a huge play on the defense, which I'll get to in a second, to turn the tide. The success that the Broncos had running the football was a little concerning. Um, the Broncos, uh, Melvin Gordon, 12 rushing attempts, 110 yards, one touchdown. Of course, the big fumble, but that's 9.2 yards per carry. 
Uh, Javante Williams, he also had 12 carries for 46 yards. Chiefs kept him to under four yards per carry. So maybe maybe the Chiefs kind of keyed into Javante Williams more because at Kansas City, he had a hell of a game. Uh, but this time, Melvin Gordon gets the Chiefs as far as the yards are concerned. But then Drew Locke. I don't think the Chiefs really accounted for Drew Locke's feet. Drew Locke, 35 rushing yards for for two touchdowns and really kept them in the game. And now Drew Locke throwing the football, I mean, that kind of reared its ugly head. He had a couple of nice throws, but, man, he has some. He has some very head-scratching plays. I mean, the footwork, falling to the side. You know, he even made Dan Sorensen look kind of good at times for because he threw the ball out of bounds, but Sorensen was guarding the guy, so who knows what the hell would have happened. So, okay, so the Chiefs approach, right, they got ran on, but as far as the passing was concerned, Chiefs, I think, did a pretty good job. But, of course, the big play, Chandler. The big play by Melvin Ingram on Melvin Gordon was huge. I mean, that reminded me, and everyone's been saying this because it's true. It reminded me of Jadavian Clowney against Michigan um, in in college. And um, unblocked off the edge. Now, they had a lot of guys over there, too. I don't know how uh, they don't account for Melvin Ingram, but he comes bursting off the edge and lays the hammer on Melvin. Right at at the exchange, too, with Drew Locke. I mean, they both had no idea he would be there. That quickly, the ball, of course, comes free. And that Missouri Tiger, Nick Bolton, who is just always around the football, that's a great quality to have, right? Just to be around the football. That, it, that's a great thing to say about a player is they have a nose for the football. And, of course, he's there in the backfield, scoops the ball up 88 yards and takes it to the house. And right there, the game changes. Because if the Broncos would have scored there, Chandler, I think, that, and they would have gotten the extra point, it would have made it an eight-point game. And so now you're looking at, like, going down there and maybe tying the game. All of a sudden, you have the lead as the Chiefs, and the entire, like, the entire stadium just went dead silent. They were showing Broncos fans as they were marching down the field. The team was marching down the field. Broncos fans are bragging to the Chiefs fans who are there. Chiefs fans looking kind of somber. And then that play happens, and bang, it just, the momentum was just shifted, and the air was sucked out of that stadium and ultimately led the Chiefs to victory. What do you think about the defense? Johnny, I actually think if Denver scores there, they would have gone up 11 because we – it was I believe the score was 24-20, and we scooped and scored and then went for two to make it – or what, what was, it was the It was 21-17 after the long Melvin Gordon run where you just texted me, OMG, and you were a little bit ahead of me, so I was like, oh, please, God, no. Usually I keep my phone face down, but I screwed up and had my phone face up. Okay. So then member Butker came down 51 yard field goal that he absolutely drove. That was a yeah. great kick by Harrison. Got like 20 feet off the ground, maybe mm-hmm. um, to make it 21 20. So that the Broncos were driving touchdown plus extra point makes it 28. I mean, maybe they go for two to try to make it a nine point game, whatever it is there, but it would have been still a one score game, but still, I mean, that, that there was, um, there was about eight minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter when that happened. So, I mean, the way the Chiefs were moving the football, it's no guarantee they would have gotten down there, honestly. No, yeah. Okay, thank you for clearing that up because I couldn't remember what the score was. But, yeah, I mean, you're you're exactly right. The Jadavion Clowney comparison is very accurate. Now, the only thing I would say is that it wasn't as big of a hit but I actually think that Melvin was back there faster than Jadavian because 
it was literally like he handed the ball to the running back and he was right there. And a quick little tidbit. So after the game, all the players get up down there on the field. They got the CBS cameras around. I don't know if you saw this, Johnny, but Melvin Ingram and Melvin Gordon were talking to each other after the game. Um, so I'm sure, but it, it looked, it looked spirited. Like it looked like they were having a good time. Cause like, I mean, as a running back, you get popped like that. Like you kind of have to just respect it. I mean, what do you, what you oh made a great God. play. Like, what are you going to say? Um, and so I think, I think they were kind of talking about that, which is pretty cool. But, um, you know, the defense, uh, I'm a little concerned right now with the uh, confidence level that we have as a coaching staff in Charvarius Ward. Look, I think Charvarius Ward is a great corner, um, but I'm really not understanding why he's the one that's getting picked to just have absolutely no help, one-on-one pressed corner against team's best receivers. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to watch last week's game against the Bengals and and tell you that they're gonna the Broncos are gonna come out and pick on him again. I mean, you give a guy two hundred plus receiving yards and three touchdowns and make him look like the best receiver in the freaking world. Um, you know, teams are gonna try to expose you, and yet we go back to this one-on-one island football with Traverius Ward. And we're lucky that Drew missed that throw on their first drive uh, of the game, because I don't know if you remember this, Johnny, but there was a ball that Jerry Judy had Traverius Ward burnt and it would have gone for at least 60 yards. Um, and he, he just flat out missed him. I mean, the announcers kind of said that Jerry Judy maybe should have caught it. I don't know. It looked a little overthrown. But regardless, Traverius was three steps behind him. Um, so I don't really know what's going on there. I believe in Traverius. I like Traverius as a corner. I think he's great. But I don't think there's any reason why we need to keep leaving him out there and not giving him any help. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and, and I think real quick, I'll allude to the run, rushing defense. I think when you play – I think when you're in uh, an interdivision game, I think it's a little bit easier to run the ball. First off, you know, you know what you got up front. You've already played against them. You know what the linebackers are going to do um, because those guys aren't really disguised. You can change up your coverages. You can change up your blitzes. But when you line up and just run the football, like you know what you're going to get from Jaron Reed. You know what you're going to get from Frank Clark. You know what you're going to get from Chris Jones. And I think that Denver uh, has a pretty decent offensive line. I know they had a couple guys out due to injury or COVID, but, um, you know, they can still line up and maul you as they did at Arrowhead as well, like you alluded to. Um, So I think that there were some things that maybe Broncos were doing that kind of exposed us a little bit on defense, but you know that they're going to have a game plan coming in this next game um, against Pittsburgh, which we'll get to um, for stopping the run. Um, and, and that's kind of where I left this game at. I think going into the playoffs from a defensive standpoint, you don't even watch the film on this Denver game. You just say, we played it, we won it. It doesn't affect us. Um, you start watching Pittsburgh, you start getting on Pittsburgh, um, and you move forward as a defense. A defense, mind you, that led us on an eight-game winning streak. So, you know, they're still pretty fucking good at the end of the day. Yeah, it, just to close up for my thoughts on the defense, I um, agree with you on Charvarius Ward. And uh, it's kind of concerning, too, because Jerry Judy's not really known for his vertical speed. So he obviously just got burnt off the line somehow or missed his missed his punch. But um, it, 
I think I think you're right about like the Broncos were up for this game. Like th- these are like I said before, these are prideful guys. I mean, this shit matters to these guys a lot. And those that locker room knows they knew all week they hadn't beaten the Chiefs in six years, twelve straight times. So they had that to play for, and um, still didn't matter. Sorry, guys. Now it's yeah. been thirteen straight times. Sorry. Maybe try try again next year. I mean, maybe maybe it'll happen. Probably not. I mean, you guys are gonna suck again. You don't even have a head coach or quarterback. But um, you know, you can try again next year. Try valiantly. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see more pressure on the quarterback. I would have liked to see a better approach. Uh, at least, I mean, they got gashed on one long run. It was forty-seven yards. So I mean, other than that, it wasn't the worst day def- defending the run. But just got to be better. I, I just don't think it I, – I, like you said, I think you just throw this one away. It, it's all about the next game. And the Chiefs couldn't have gotten um, a better matchup. Um, I don't know if, how, many, how many thoughts you have uh, on the offense, but uh, it, th- this Steelers game is all that matters right now. And it, it's – you couldn't have drawn a, a better opponent to play. I mean, the Chiefs just beat the fuck out of these guys, 36-10, to 10, and that it wasn't that close. No. The Chiefs just beat like the the Steelers, and I watched all of their game against the Ravens. And stop me right now if you want to talk about the Chiefs' offense because I, I they're really I mean Patrick is just awesome and and McColl was good. But uh, real quick about the Steelers, like I watched their whole game and I watched them against the Chiefs. They can't move the football. They can't protect Ben either. They run two different plays. The Steelers they either run Najee Harris straight ahead into the offensive line or Big Ben gets the ball out of his hand in one second into screen to a, a receiver. That's or it's uh, okay. One more play or the end around. They run like three different plays, and the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs just beat the fuck out of these guys, and they're double digit favorites in the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah. Um, real quick, Johnny, I am going to have to say something about the offense okay. because when you rag on a guy as much as we do, and he proves you wrong for a week. He deserves some sort of shout out. This is the Figure It Out podcast official shout out to Nicole Hardman. Nicole, oh. <laughs> eight catches, 103 yards. The guy had a good day. Um, honestly, I we were texting about this after the game. Um, with Tyreek going out, he legit stepped up and filled the role. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Now, I hope this doesn't get to his head. He needs to go back into his role. Three <laughs> touches maximum. Um, say something bad about McColl. I hate his return philosophy. I do oh. not understand it. He got benched after he caught that one on the five. Um, honestly, I guess I'm okay with it. You just roll him out there, and uh, if he messes up, you bench him. But <laughs> uh, So, yeah, moving on. Uh, we won't spend much time on the offense. Like you said, Johnny, this game, uh, I mean, I think the only, the really only the concern that I have, Johnny, is TJ Watt. I mean, he can affect the game. He can get, he can make it nasty, but their offense just does not bother me one bit. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself. You know that the Steelers, okay, I think we need to get something straight. I don't think that it's going to be a 36 to three score against the twos to make a 10 game. I do a hundred percent think that big Ben say we will about him been here, done that he's going to come in and he's going to want to play better than he did against Kansas city. However, I don't know that he's capable of it. 
But what he is capable of is turning Chiefs' mistakes into easy points. And that's where I get nervous in the playoffs. If we don't control T.J. Watt, he can flat out get after the quarterback. Thank God our quarterback's mobile. That neutralizes him a bit. So I think it's a brilliant matchup for the Chiefs, like you said. Um, it's, it's definitely the team that I would pick to play out of anybody in the AFC. Um, and so, fuck it. Let's roll, Chiefs. Let's go. Yeah, like, um, so this game, and we've all, we're all Chiefs fans, right? So we know the Chiefs troubled past with playoffs like pre-Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, you get to the playoffs, for some reason, the Chiefs, like, the the anticipation, the ambiance inside of Arrowhead or wherever it is, like, has the Chiefs on edge, afraid to make a mistake, and then they make a mistake, and it, it multiplies. I mean, goodness, like, we, you know, flashbacks to the Chiefs against the Colts when they blew that big lead, flashback to that... Steelers game where they beat us with field goals flashback to the Marcus Mariota Titans game flashback to the early part of that game against the Texans when the Chiefs were down 24 to fucking zero at home in the playoffs look like all that stuff's done and gone with now like I, I'm honestly none of that scares me anymore truthfully because of Patrick and Andy like it doesn't matter what has to go wrong for the Chiefs to lose this game right the Chiefs have to turn the ball over a bunch of times, right, and, and and have, like, their worst game of the year. Okay, the Steelers can't score the football. Like, the, the Steelers need defensive scores to, to stay into this game. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. I don't see how it happens because they haven't done it to anyone. The Ravens' defense has been a sieve. Like, the Ravens' defense has been horrible. And they bear, they put up 16 points, and it was like a hard-earned 16 points. Overtime. Overtime. What what was the game before that? They 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 played the Browns, right? They they played the Brown. The Steelers played the Browns. Monday night. They had 26 points, but I believe they had a it. It was there was a Najee Harris run at the very end of the game, like and multiple turnovers. Baker had like four picks. <laughs> like I. I I don't know how the Steelers are going to score to keep up with the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs literally have to have their worst game of the year, and God forbid somebody big has to get injured for this game to be even close. You can't really factor those things into your decision-making. On paper, I think the Chief, it's a playoff game. Maybe they won't cover, but the Chiefs are going to be – they're, they're going to handle the Steelers in this game, Chandler. I mean, definitely. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be fine. Andy Reid came out today and said he's, he's going to be okay, and it was pretty much precautionary. Um. Travis, I think will be fine. I mean, he looked a little beat up at the end of the um, at the end of one of the most recent games. Was that yesterday or it Saturday? Was, it was the last catch of it was the last yeah. play of the game before the kneel down. Um, and Andy Reid came out right after that game and said he was fine. He was just, you know, I mean, you get banged up in a game, you kind of limp. He's totally okay. He'll be out there. And the Chiefs, you know, like we thought could be a possibility, they have an extra day of rest. They played Saturday at 3.30. They don't play till Sunday at 7.15. Again, the game's at home, so you don't have to travel all the way to Pittsburgh. So, I look, I mean, the ball's in the Chiefs' court. Have a have a awesome, have your best week of practice this week. Get in there. Get prepared. You've already, and another advantage, you already got these guys on film against you. So, like, just dive into it, buckle down. This is when the season starts for the Chiefs now. Like, this is it. You know, you've been here before. Like, you, this team, this nucleus has been here before. And, um, yeah, let's go, man. Let's ride. Go Chiefs. Fuck yeah.
Yeah, it's going to be great. Arrowhead will be rocking. Um, everybody has Monday off due to Martin Luther King Day. Shout out the King. Uh, I mean, I'm not for sure why Kansas City wouldn't be on absolute fire on Sunday night, 7:15 on NBC. Um, you know, Johnny, I don't know that I have much else to say. I think we covered it. We covered the uh, the Broncos win. We covered the playoff uh, upcoming matchup versus the Steelers. Um, brother, I think that was a successful victory, uh, Monday podcast. What do you think, brother? Yeah, I do too. It's like, it's like we never left. I mean, this is like, you know, we're professionals at this, this kind of thing here. My last thing that I'll say, you know, look, this is, everyone's going to do this. They say, don't look forward. It's only about this current game as fans. We can do that. The chiefs should take care of business here. And you look at the rest of the AFC, how it's going to shape up. You've got the three seed, the bills, uh, hosting the six seed, the Patriots. You've got the four seed Bengals hosting the five seed, the Raiders. It just to see who you're going to play. The Chiefs will not play the Patriots. If the Patriots win, they automatically play the Titans. Right? If the Bills win, the Chiefs automatically play the Bills if they win. So uh, if if the Patriots win, it's whoever wins the Raiders and Bengals game. So like you, you're you're playing either the Raiders, the Bengals, or the Bills going forward. So you know. You've got your, you know, these staffs are so big. You've already got people like compiling video and clips on those three teams. Like, you know, you know, those are teams to play. I saw today that uh, Diana Rossini put on Twitter. She's, she's covering her crew's covering the, the, the Bills game against the, against the Patriots. It's forecasted to be single digit weather. So, like two, three, four degrees. And uh, typically when it's cold like that, it's hard to grip the football. So maybe. Maybe the Bill, you know, Bill Belichick's licking his lips. Maybe it'll be another ground and pound game, control the football for the Patriots. But regardless, it should be an awesome weekend of football. Of course, the Bengals get the Saturday wild card playoff game and reminiscent of the Andy Dalton days, you know, the the ceremonial Texans Bengals Saturday playoff game, except this time it's the Raiders. So um, it should be really exciting. Uh, we don't do this on this show, but there are awesome matchups in the NFC as well. And this is really, uh, it's sad to see the regular season go, but this is really where uh, the, the, the season gets super interesting. And um, I can't wait. I won't be sleeping on Saturday night, that's for sure. Tune in, folks. First episode of the new year, 2022, uh, the Figure It Out podcast right there. Chiefs edition. Johnny, appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you next Monday, okay? See you, Chandler.